We are Senior Living Connectors. Hello everyone and welcome to our Connectors podcast, part of the Senior Living Connectors platform. We are a coalition of trusted members, resources, really serving the senior population and supporting all of you caregivers and adult children out there. Connectors is all about talking to some of our coalition members, finding out more about the services they provide in this industry. And joining me today is John Saliba. He is president of Saliba's Pharmacy. And John, first of all, welcome to Connectors. <laughs> Thanks, Heidi. You know, I've had a chance to tour your very unique concept, your pharmacy, and it's not your big box store. So maybe we start off with uh, you kind of giving us the backstory on how your pharmacy works. Sure, um, we're, we're a long-term care pharmacy. So we provide pharmacy services to a different, various long-term care settings. Uh, primarily, we focus on assisted living uh, environments and group home environments. And we're, if you can picture that big box or that uh, retail pharmacy, we're, we're really not much like that at all. So in those settings, you would bring your prescription to the pharmacist and they would fill it. You'd have that one-on-one -on -one interaction. We're in the background. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're what's called a closed door pharmacy. Folks don't come to us and bring us prescriptions. We get all of our orders either some, by some electronic version, whether it be a, by fax or by electronic prescribing. And we, we fill the medications here and we deliver them using our own delivery staff um, all to different types of settings across the state. Uh, so, so it works quite a bit differently than those retail settings. And who do you serve primarily? We, we serve assisted living communities. We serve skilled nursing centers. We serve a, a lot of uh, assisted living group homes. We serve behavioral health homes. Uh, we service um, homes for those folks with developmental disabilities uh, and some treatment centers. So a, a, a wide variety of care environments mm -hmm. is what we serve. Okay. One of the things I noticed taking a tour of your pharmacy is the efficiency, the triple checking, a little bit of automation, but really providing the I guess, simple solution to complicated pharmaceutical needs for a large population. So by going out to that assisted living center, you really are supporting the staff, the caregivers, so that they don't have to worry. You've done all the work kind of. It just seems very streamlined and effective in providing the right medication for that specific patient. So elaborate on, a little bit on that process. I find that fascinating. Yeah, we we service a lot of people. So right now we're we we have this pharmacy, we have one in Tucson, so, and we service uh, settings all across the state. Mm -hmm. So right now we're we're servicing somewhere around fourteen thousand people across the state, and we didn't start out like that. Wow! Started out servicing actually. 15 residents and two assisted or two little group homes that uh -huh. I, I used to own. Yeah. And so over the years, that's been 20 years, over the years, 
as we continued to grow and service more and more people in more and more settings, that complexity grew. And so we had to develop systems along the way to be able to deal with all of that. And so uh, now we, we're, we're, we have a lot of automation. Uh, we, we use some state-of-the-art automated filling robots. Yeah, you have um, some really cool machines that look like candy machines. They're <laughs> yeah, pretty nifty. Right? Look at the candy stores <laughs> where you used to go and see the little uh, candy in the right, window. Right, right, yeah. yeah. So a lot of automation and we really try to make it kind of foolproof. Now, it's never going to be like that, but we really try to do the best we can uh, on the, to, to be able to service folks on the scale that we have mm -hmm. to do it. Also, support. When you look at today's caregiver, especially after COVID, the labor shortage, all that's going on in our country, and caregivers are wiped out and exhausted. How does this support them in their daily job serving um, those seniors in need or those with specific conditions, behavioral or otherwise? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and it's really, the, it's really the focus of why we exist. Our, our core purpose here is helping the caregiver. So everything that we do, it's, it's easy to think of this as a drugstore because the product that we provide uh, are mostly prescription drugs, but this isn't a commodity business, this is a service business. And our, our, our main intention is to provide a service that makes it easier for caregivers who are out there uh, trying to pass meds maybe in a morning to 30 or 40 or more people in a two-hour window. We're trying to make that as efficient and effective for them as possible to make sure that that the, that the medications they need are there when they need them, and when things are needed more urgently, that those are there in a timely manner, because it, it isn't gonna get any easier. Uh, it's always been difficult, and, and the, uh, the cost restraints and so forth in, in this, this setting have been extreme from the beginning, but now, with these labor shortages, it's gonna be even worse, and, and it is worse now. I think that our constituents, the customers that we service, assisted living primarily and, and, and uh, skilled nursing environments, are some of the are having some of the biggest staffing struggles of mm -hmm. any industry. It's hard to find people, quality people to do this. And so the ones that, that are, are, are like heroes. They're out there and they're um, working extra and, they're, and they're, they're working extremely hard. And so we wanna make sure that we're taking care of them. And that's really the focus of our business. Because if we can make it easy for them, if we can make their life easier, then, it, then the care that they're able to provide to the residents they service, which is a vulnerable population across our state, is, is, it's going to be that much better for them. That's really good information. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to talk about that vulnerable population that's exploding. The growth factor, insurance, navigating coverage for prescription drugs, and how Salibus Pharmacy tries to help with that. You're listening to Connectors, our podcast that is part of the Senior Living Connectors platform. To find out more about us, go to seniorlivingconnectors.com. We'll be right back.
Are you the person taking care of your aging loved one? Hi everyone, I'm Heidi Fogelsong and I've been there too. But Senior Living Connectors can help you so much along the way with its trusted resources and services to help navigate the many challenges that come with this part of the life journey. Call today, 602-698-9720. That's 602-698-9720. Or visit us online at SeniorLivingConnectors.com. And remember, we're here for you. Welcome back to Connectors, part of the Senior Living Connectors platform. It's our talk show, our radio show, where we can actually meet some of our coalition members and take a deeper dive into the services they provide to seniors and all of the people who love their seniors here in Arizona. Joining me today is John Saliba. He is president of Saliba's Pharmacy. And John, we talk a lot about this vulnerable population that you serve. It's growing, it's expanding, people are living longer. You referred to the labor shortage. Because you're in this industry, how do you see being able to accommodate the growing need to serve all of these people, especially when it comes to affordability? A lot of people can't afford assisted living or the high price of pharmaceutical meds and insurance. I'm sure you have to deal with that issue every day. Here in your company, yeah, and I th and I think that um, that's a that's a you hear about all all the time about uh, prescription drug pricing and uh, governments trying to do something about the runaway prices of of prescription medications and what we try to do here is we've developed an expertise at working with people's insurance companies. Um, we call it our insurance optimizer program. So what we try to do is, it, uh, there are going to be situations where medications aren't covered by any individual plan, doesn't cover every single medication out there. And so one of the things that we do is we, we've become expert at being able to either A, uh, find out what things are covered by insurance programs and then have our pharmacists work with prescribers to get those changed to formulary items that would work just as well. Or in some cases where that's not possible, we, we go the extra step of, of initiating the prior authorization process so that we can get those medications covered. And, and, and what that does in the, in the long term is minimize the amount of out-of-pocket expense that, that uh, people okay. have for their medications. Okay. So you're president of the United States, you're head of the FDA, you've got a magic wand. What would you change about the pharmaceutical supply chain of things? If you could, if you had all the power in the world, what's a solution? Well, that is a very <laughs> difficult question. Am uh, I putting you on the spot? Probably, yes. But seriously, so many people say, well, we need to do this. We need to do that. So I always tell people, you've got all the power in the world. What's your solution? What do you think? Well, it's a very complicated question. It's, it's so multifaceted. Uh, I think that a lot of people focus, at least you know, from a government perspective, on, on big pharma companies. Mm -hmm. One of the difficulties that we have in the U.S. is that um, we, we don't have, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not advocating for anything. I'm just pointing out the fact that in other countries, they have a, this nationalized health care program. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so that means the government is able to negotiate prices. And so uh, pharma, pharma companies 
have to pay what they're, you know, in order to be able to sell to those environments, they have to, they have to negotiate and they have right. to, and so what ends up happening is because that's not the case in the U.S. Uh, and and there is the biggest payer for medications is the is the is the government. So mm -hmm. it's Medicare. Right. But they don't have the ability to negotiate pricing, and so I think that's one of the things that that possibly we could do because because the in the Med D program when it was initiated, it was initiated without expressly indicating that the government couldn't uh, negotiate pricing with right. pharma companies. And so that's one thing I think that could be changed and, and might help because we pay the most of any country yeah. in the world for, yeah, we for, do. for medication. And our population is growing, as we've discussed, living longer. How, how does that work to serve that aging population with not only aches and pains, illnesses, disease, and really hanging on, you know, dementia, Alzheimer's, those can be very long-lasting, complicated diseases. It seems daunting sometimes when you look at what's to come in the future. So maybe just kind of your thoughts on yeah, keeping I'd, up with the demand. I think one of the things that, that's true, and, and just by virtue of sheer numbers, I mean, this baby boom population is like, one of the biggest in history. Mm -hmm. And now uh, every day, I don't know how many thousands of folks become, uh, I think the average age for assisted living is somewhere around 84 or something. And there are probably hundreds or thousands of people every day that are hitting that age. And so, yeah, there's a lot of numbers. And because of the, just by virtue of the fact of so many numbers, you're gonna have more long-term uh, chronic illnesses. The good news, I think, is that because of, of developments, uh, healthcare developments, uh, actually prescription drug developments and those things, the health of individuals is, is a lot better. Yeah. So I, I think that overall we're seeing, um, we're seeing the state of health increasing and so people are living longer because because they're healthier longer. Mm -hmm. So the, anything we can do to push that out and to allow people to age in place, uh, so uh, focusing on services that, that help with that, being able, if someone's in independent living, to try and provide ancillary services, maybe uh, the same, sim something similar to the pharmacy services that we provide for, for licensed uh, communities to where they're able to get medications in their home, they're able to get compliance packaging, which allows them to stay uh, independent longer. Yeah. Anything that we can do to help people uh, stay independent is, is, is what I think is gonna be helpful. And I think that what we're seeing too is, is a, a development towards a lot of care at home. And I, I think that's gonna be a future opportunity. So um, I think that's really what we need to do. Yeah. When we return, we'll have some closing thoughts from John Saliba president of Saliba's Pharmacy. And Senior Living Connectors is here for you. Give us a call or check us out online at SeniorLivingConnectors.com. Don't go away. What's your aging plan? No, not a retirement plan, but a strategy to handle the decisions you're going to have to make as an aging senior or for a senior loved one you're caring for now. Hi everyone, I'm Heidi Fogelsong, spokesperson for Senior Living Connectors, inviting you to get started on creating a smart aging plan. 
with all of the trusted resources you need from our coalition of quality healthcare companies. We're a free service that's easy to access. Call Senior Living Connectors today at 602-698-9720. That's 602-698-9720. Or visit us online at SeniorLivingConnectors.com. And remember, we're here for you. We're having a fascinating conversation with John Saliba of Saliba's Pharmacy. It is a closed pharmacy serving much of the vulnerable population, also assisted independent living, behavioral group homes, and the like. So John, let's talk about the benefits, especially as we go into the future, about the convenience of this kind of pharmaceutical service. I think when, when, uh, when a when a family member is at the point where they need to look into assisted living for their relative, mm -hmm. uh, it's a difficult decision. And what they are looking for is somebody that's, uh, an environment that's gonna take care of them as well as they would take care of them at home. Yeah. And part of that, I think one of the things that gets overlooked because it's expensive, you know. Um, it's expensive to, to, to utilize assisted living. And so one of the things that gets overlooked is the pharmacy piece sometimes. And uh, so maybe sometimes they uh, family members will continue to use a, a retail pharmacy or somebody that they've worked with in the past. And, and it's a missed opportunity because if, if to utilize a pharmacy like this, that's dedicated 100%, 24 hours a day, to uh, providing specialized services to the to uh, the assisted living industry. Uh, it's convenient. Not only is it convenient, but if you're if we're trying to decide on on if we're trying to make sure that our loved one is taken care of, it's also uh, gives a little bit of peace of mind because if you know that there's a pharmacy that's that's provides expert service to this type of uh, environment that's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, uh, and that you know you don't have to go out and, and four or five times a month to, to a retail pharmacy to pick up those scripts. You know that if your loved one in the middle of the night needs to go to the emergency room, that the pharmacy's just gonna be there and deliver that in an emergency uh, situation. So I think that the, the convenience and then another thing that people might overlook is they think that this might be a more expensive, um, a, a more expensive option, but in the end, it really is not. It isn't because of the focus that we have on ensuring that, that medications that can be covered are paid for by insurance and that we take the time and we have the expertise to be able to do that. I believe it ends up being more cost effective uh, as well. So to have all of that convenience, to have the security and safety of knowing that your loved one's going to uh, have access to medications whenever they need it. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, know that you have a pharmacy working for you that's going to make sure that this is all done in the most, co most cost-effective way possible, I think is something that often gets overlooked and um, is something that we, you know, family members might want to take the time to look at. Right, and maybe in the future, this might become even more mainstream with all of the delivery that is occurring post-COVID, right? Oh, absolutely. I think that uh, people, 
I think that's really the way we're going, right? Yeah. Everything, like Amazon, like... Uh, I don't need to leave my house. Yeah, right? Who needs to get out what of the pajamas? It, buy with one click? <laughs> that was, this is the best invention yeah. ever, right? So, yeah, I think we're, we're leaning in that direction. We, 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 we um, are, are moving towards uh, care at home. We're moving towards wanting to be able to get what we need um, at home. And, and to have that delivered to us. And so, yeah, I think this is part of that. Awesome. Thanks so much for taking the time to sit down, have a conversation, and to find out more about what you do. We appreciate it. Oh, thank you very right. much. Thanks, John. Okay, that's going to do it for this edition of our Connectors podcast. We are Senior Living Connectors. We are a group of coalition members vetted out trusted resources that you can use as you navigate this part of the life journey for yourself or someone you love. I'm Heidi Fogelsong and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.